0: Hey y'all LGBTQ plus peeps, allies, and anyone else who decided to tune in today. Welcome. Welcome to Queer Time Podcast. This is our first ever episode. We are four queer LGBTQ teens who want to talk about everything. We want to talk about current events and news and issues inside and outside of the community. And um, let's go. Let's introduce ourselves. Hi. I'm Rachel, my friendly neighborhood bisexual. I
1: use she, her pronouns, and I'm lactose intolerant. Hey peeps, I'm Maddie. I'm part of that queue because I'm Demi and I'm a cis female, so I use she her pronouns.
2: Hi, my name is Zach, and my identity is almost as confusing as my anxiety disorder. So I try to have fun with that.
3: Same though. <laughs> Anyways, hey, my name's Mickey, and I'm that Tumblr bisexual who draws all the time. I usually, I ask people to use they, them, but it with the way I look, everyone's everyone automatically uses she, her, so. So, you may be wondering why you're listening to this. Maybe it's because you're part of the community.
2: Or you have an obsession with podcasts.
3: Oh yeah, trying to understand your nephew who just came out as gay. Well, we'll try our best to satisfy at least two of those, but you should still make an
1: attempt to keep in touch with that nephew. No surprise here, but the LGBTQ community goes
0: through a lot in this day and age, which is why we're here to talk about it. Alright, so we're going to talk about Brazil's new president, Jair Bolsonaro. And uh, before I start, uh, apology to uh, Brazilians, because I'm probably about to pronounce all of these names wrong. But, here we go. So, Jair Bolsonaro was sworn in on January 1st after being elected last year. Uh, He is, quote, homophobic with pride. Uh, That's great. And uh, on the second day of his presidency, he revoked sexual orientation and gender identity from consideration by the Human Rights Ministry. So, basically, he removed the human rights of the LGBTQ community in Brazil on his second day in office. That's just... Yeah, this is a fun topic. Same-sex couples hurried to get married before he came into office after he was elected because they were worried that he will take away the right to marry. And It's very early in the presidency, so uh, as far as we know, that hasn't happened yet. But from what we've seen so far, uh, we're pretty sure it's only a matter of time until that happens. And the Minister of Women, Family, and Human Rights, Damaris Alves, said that girls will be princesses and boys will be princes in a statement. However, she also said that no rights won by the LGBT community will be violated. Landro Ramos, the director of programs at All Out, which is an international movement for love and equality, said that the LGBT community in Brazil was, quote, fearful but defiant. So we really don't know how things are going to go from here. but. Um, It doesn't sound like much fun. So, uh, to the LGBT community in Brazil, uh, we're with you. And uh, hang in there. And now Maddie is going to talk about a less problematic government leader here in America.
1: So, as Rachel said earlier, we have our very own first openly gay US governor and his name is Jared Polis, (laughs) clapping. All right. Hey, if he can come out, so can you. Love y'all, you closeted peeps. But hopefully you can get the support you need just as Polis got his support. Polis is representing Boulder slash North Colorado in Congress and was sworn in on January 8th, 2019. He's also Colorado's first Jewish governor. We all love this quote, so we think you, we should share it with you and you guys should hear it. I am very conscious of the fact that there are many brave people over the years who have made it possible for someone like me to be standing here giving a speech like this. I am grateful and forever indebted to those who came before me, who struggled for equal rights, who stepped up for public service in all its forms, who made difficult sacrifices and worked faithfully towards a brighter future for our state, our nation, and our world. See if only Trump could make public speeches like this.
2: Speaking of Trump, he has made a lot of efforts to silence the transgender community. I'm sure all of us have heard about his attempts to erase the existence of transgender citizens from the United States, which traced back to November when the New York Times leaked a memo sent to the Department of Health and Human Services, which isn't their first offense. Uh, Back in last January, the Department of Health and Human Services proposed a rule that said that medical Providers can use religious grounds to deny treatment of transgender people or anyone who needs reproductive care, among others. Uh, This information was taken from the National Center of Transgender Equality. Despite trans rights being under attack, there has been some positivity. For example, some of the oldest women's colleges in America have begun to accept trans women. Uh, Mount Holyoke, which is the oldest women's college in America, accepts trans students in undergrad, while Smith College, the oldest woman's college started by a woman, has been accepting trans women since 2015. The most recent is Stevens College, which will be starting to admit trans women in fall 2019. Although they're continuing to admit female-born non-binary students, they will stop admitting trans men, which is a definite plus because they're beginning to separate sex from gender. A very important distinction that some people still need to be educated about. And I think this will definitely be a catalyst for more positive things to happen to the transgender community, even with the government still attacking their rights. I think that while the government is pushing us back, everyone else is starting to move forward. And by the time the 2020 election comes, he's gonna be out of office. And (laughs) we're gonna be in a much better place
3: So something new that happened just this year, which was hasn't been very long, but still, is that California now has a self-ID gender law, meaning you don't have to you don't have to have a medical application to change your gender or even your name. Um, you just need paperwork. And on courts.ca.gov, the official California government website, it says you do not need a court ordered recognition of gender their change to change a California's driver license, social security card, or US passport passport. I can English. <laughs> you also do not need a court order to have a new birth certificate issued reflecting a change of gender for California birth records. And on it's yes, this is only for California residents at the moment, but it's also mentions that if you were born outside of California, you you have you still have to get a court order recognition. But the fact that you can just change your identity on your, on something as important as a driver's license, that's just really big. And I don't, I don't know if this is for any other state, but California is definitely taking a big step with this. And with that, let's get some opinions from Just Queer Time. We don't represent Carmont Scott, or Scott Scoop in any way. We're going to see- talk about gender stereotypes. Yeah, let's see how that goes.
0: Okay, Mickey, so as a non-binary person, what are some gender stereotypes that you have to deal with every day due to how you physically look and sound?
2: Yeah, and how does it feel to be constantly misgendered by cis people?
3: It... It really does hurt, and that's something that I think cis people won't really get. Like, when you use the wrong pronouns, it's like, here's a good example. When a cis person, like, let's say a cis woman, when somebody says, oh, you look like a man, the way that hurts is the same way when you use the wrong pronouns for someone who's non-binary or trans.
1: So as, like, a cis person, I was just wondering, like, If it feels like a violation of your personality, like, you're not able to be who you want to be because people think you're a certain
3: way. Yeah, because everyone expects me to wear a dress, but I just want to wear, like, blazers and stuff that's gender neutral. And it's, like, when I get forced into a dress, I'm, like, I don't want, I don't feel comfortable
2: in it. Yeah, I think that... Just as you don't choose your body, you don't choose your identity, and sometimes those won't match up. Mm-hmm. So, non-binary is it's what you it's what you feel inside. There's no correct or incorrect way to express that yourself. Mm-hmm. You can have any varying levels of femininity or masculinity, and sometimes people don't always have the option to represent themselves that way. You know, due to transphobic family members, or they don't. They might have a certain feminine or masculine body type
0: uh yeah and i mean any amount of femininity and masculinity that you have doesn't doesn't make your pronouns any less yours like if you are they them and you wear high heels and like crop tops and like full face of makeup every day you that they them pronouns you're non-binary it's fine and i mean if people don't accept you for that then you know we're
1: doing something wrong our society is doing something
0: wrong then don't get them get them out of your life
1: wanting to change yourself in order to feel more at home in your own body is not a phase and I think that people are treating it as a phase because I think people like grow out of it just as oh you grow out of small shoes and going back to what you said earlier about phases
0: it's okay to like Try something and then realize that that doesn't make you yeah. comfortable and go to something else, like that's that's fine. Yeah, but like, if you actually want to be, the same, yeah, and you, and I you mean, know who you are, like if you know who you are, go for it, man. Just go
2: for it. You should do whatever makes you feel comfortable. Gender is not gender roles. It's not what you expect from each gender. Gender is a wide, diverse thing. Wear what makes you feel comfortable. That does not invalidate your identity. Same thing if you are a trans woman, you don't have to always live up to some like level of femininity. If you're a trans man, you don't have to live up to some level of masculinity. You are you. And whatever makes you feel comfortable is what you should attempt to make happen.
1: So I know I had like argument with someone about this. But... Um... And they were arguing that basically, like, oh, you know, uh, boys and girls liking certain things are actually thing. Like, oh, girls like Barbies because they have a naturally caring personality because it's in their DNA to be... And then, like, men are just naturally, like, more aggressive or something. And I was really the like... exact
3: opposite, personally. Yeah,
1: I... Like, sorry if I Sorry, anyways. But, um... I think I would give the argument that they actually do exist in society. Maybe um, babies aren't actually, like, necessarily full-on blasted with girls should have Barbies, guys should have cars kind of thing because they're babies and they don't really understand. But then, um, oh, that actually makes a lot of sense, yeah. Okay, Um, for
3: those of you who don't know, I just looked up an article that said, that's literally, it's called Why Girls Need Barbie Dolls. It's from guff.com. The quote is apparently the dolls over exaggerated proportions set unattainable beauty standards causing the self-esteem of those who play with it to plummet, apparently owning a Barbie doll leads to a lifetime of chasing impossible ideas, ideals, bulimia, anorexia and self-loathing. Yeah, because personally when I was younger, I was all, I was forced to play with dolls cuz I was a girl and I always looked at myself and the doll and like and I always thought, "Why am I not that skinny?" because I'm just more naturally heavy set. And, like, even now, I have problems with my weight, but, like, measuring it out and looking at proportions, I'm not that bad. I'm going to keep reading this, by the way, so.
1: Um, going back to my thing about gender stereotypes, like, again, I think that babies are might, like, unconsciously influenced and most consciously influenced by, like, their parents giving them dolls, and they don't really, like, know that they have other choices if the parents only, like give them Barbies and not anything else, but, like, personally, I had, like, two Barbies, and I didn't really feel pressured to be, like, like them, like, I just kind of played with them, I don't, um, I don't know if it's, like, sis or something, but, um, I'm I, am really skinny. I'm not that skinny, anyways, but I don't, I didn't really feel, like, I had to be like a Barbie doll. Like I never really felt that way, so I thought that was interesting.
0: All right, thank you so much for listening to our first episode. Um, we have all the social media. Our Snapchat is at QueerTimePod. What's our Instagram? QueerTimePodcast. Our email
3: is
2: QueerTimePodcast.
3: If there's anything LGBT that you think we should cover, just send us an yeah. email and yeah. we'll check it. Yeah, we're going to check, check it. it. Yeah, Maddie's going to check it.
0: And uh, thank you so much. Again, our views don't represent Carmont High School's views or our, the journalism department. They're just our views. Bye. 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 Thank you Bye for Bye, you